of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. All right, let's go then. You're, you're not in an excited mood. I figured well, you'd be in a good mood today. It's gorgeous outside. It's Thursday. We're almost to the weekend, and you're kind of low-key today. I don't care about the weather right now. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at my MacBook. Uh-oh. I'm looking at everything. I want to see if there's any trade trackers. I want to see if the Browns made any deals. We're seeing deals all over the NFL. Over the last week or so, people are making deals. The problem is, what is a guy worth? Uh, we're seeing a deal that the Kansas City Chiefs made with the New York Giants. Now, get this. What? They take first-round wide receiver. He was a first-round 20th overall pick last year. New York football Giants. Kid's name is Kadarius Tony. Okay. Kansas City goes out and makes a deal with the New York football Giants for a third-round compensatory pick and a 2023 sixth-rounder. Now, my question's got to be this. Who's worth more? Where would there be more value? Kadarius Tony? Or Kareem Hunt? Uh, it, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So the value is in the eye of the beholder right. as to what they're willing to give up. So this is a different position. So I don't think you can say, well, if they gave up a third for this guy, you should get at least a third. No, he's a wide receiver, and he's younger than Kareem Hunt, and he was a first-round pick. So uh, that sca- scares me um, if only a third was given up for okay. him. Okay, Let's look at it this way, then. Kareem Hunt, former uh, all-purpose yardage leader. He was uh, almost a candidate for an MVP a couple of years ago. He's in Kansas City. We all know what happened. He ends up coming to the Browns. They still can't figure out a way to use him. And this goes back to last year, and I understand last year he was injured as well. But the problem with Kareem Hunt is this. And think of it in terms of baseball, maybe even sometimes in basketball. We get closer to the trade deadline And we see players not being utilized. Now, with the exception of last year, we didn't think about trading him last year. But when he demanded a trade this year, and the lack of production or usage would lead me to think that they've been thinking all along about trading this guy. Am I wrong? Well, remember, they were thinking about trading Baker Mayfield in his third year or going into his fourth year. So, yeah, they've been thinking about this because – as soon as he put them on blast and said, I want traded, that escalated their thoughts of trading him and trying to get proper value for him. I'm sure they exported before the season, didn't think they were getting uh, proper value back, and they thought, you know what, let's wait till somebody gets hurt. Let's wait till a team really needs a running back, and we'll get more value at the trading deadline. There's a problem with that theory. The problem what? is this. They hung Baker Mayfield out to dry. He was injured. They shouldn't have played him. They should have said, he's playing lousy because he's hurt. And he'll play better when he's healthy. When you've got a guy like Kareem Hunt that it's probably 
arguably the healthiest he's been in a Browns uniform, and you're not utilizing him, it leads me to believe that they don't want him to get hurt, therefore making his trade value go higher. We're not trading you a guy that's banged up, so we're going to put him on a shelf. We're going to wait until after the game Monday against Cincinnati. If he's still healthy, then maybe we consider trading him before the 4 o'clock trade deadline the following day, which is next Tuesday. Okay. I, Protect him? Here's here's the way I'm looking at it. You've got to try and save this season, right? And the only way to do that is to win Monday night. Does he help you win Monday night possibly? Yes, he does. You don't have a lot of playmakers on offense. You're limited at the quarterback position. So I think to raise his value possibly, and I know you take that chance of him getting hurt, right, if he plays on Monday night, but what if he goes out on national TV, right, and he takes a screen pass 63 yards to the house for a touchdown? A, he helps you win. B, he raises his trade value. C, you get more in return for him when you trade him before the deadline on Tuesday. If all you're going to get for him is a draft pick, it doesn't matter. You know, you're not trading Kareem Hunt for a starting defensive tackle. You're not uh, trading Kareem Hunt for a starting middle linebacker, so it doesn't matter. You're still talking about the future. Even your quarterback, you're talking about the future because we don't know if this team's going to be any better. Now, maybe they're thinking that. Maybe they're thinking, you know what? Let's just ride out the storm. Let's wait until we get our franchise quarterback. Let's see what happens. We're not going to trade Kareem Hunt. Let's see, with all these weapons around him, if the future is now for the Cleveland Browns, they get better when Deshaun Watson comes back. And now all of a sudden, you've got Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and we keep talking about those two, and yet they still never play them together. Trade one of them. I, I say you trade Kareem Hunt because his contract's up at the end of the year. So you're going to lose him to free agency. He ain't coming back again. You can't pay him because you've got to start doling out these other contracts, right, that kick in at higher salaries uh, that you have money under the cap now, but you won't next year when uh, Miles Garrett's contract kicks in, Denzel Ward's contract kicks in. What's his name? Uh, the quarterback. Alongside, oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, his contract kicks in as well as Joel Batonio's, as well as Wyatt Teller's. Ain't no way Kenny. you're keeping Kenny. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's only making six million dollars a year. Who's going to pay him any more than that? We don't utilize. We don't utilize him. We don't know if anybody else knows how to use him. There will be a team that will pay him more than six million not to much. use him as the feature back. At, at 20, what is he? Twenty-seven years old. At what yeah, price? That's not bad. Who's going to pay him? Who's going to pay him more than that, Kenny? Let's wait till the end of the year and see. I don't know what other teams are losing running backs. I don't know what other teams will look back at their season and say, you know what, our okay. running game sucks. Okay. We really need All to right. make a move okay. in, in the offseason. It doesn't matter. Let's go back to the fact that we don't know what value is in Kareem Hunt because we never get to see him play. Can we agree on that before we talk about what he's worth? Because we don't know no. what he's worth because they don't use him. I think he's – what exactly what is his trade value? I don't know, but I think he has trade value because he can run it and catch it. He's a, he's a three-down back. He gets hurt all the he's time. He's a three-down back, Do you so think he can play he can be a feature. You think he's a feature running back is what you're saying. Yes, I do. I don't looking think at, – at, Looking at some of these running backs that are playing now in the NFL, think. absolutely I don't think he's he can, a feature back. I don't think he can stay healthy. He proved it last year. I'd, I'd like to say that I'm, I, I would like you to prove me wrong. We'll never be able to see it because he's never going to be an everyday back in Cleveland. That might be one of the reasons you want to trade him. If he's a third down back in Cleveland, you still don't use him. And again... 
they would probably be apt to try and make a deal for him, but at what cost? I don't know. I, I just don't want to give up. Look, if I'm only getting a six-round pick for Kareem Hunt, I'm fine with keeping him the rest, the rest of the year. Because Me too. here's the thing. You think about this team, and even if it's a fourth round or a third round like the Giants got, when was the last time we had a third-round pick that dressed for a game? It wasn't uh, Sunday. Anthony Schwartz is a third-round wide receiver they drafted, and he's a healthy scratch. My point is this. If they can't figure out how to draft players anyway, what's the sense of getting a third-round pick for Kareem Hunt? Blind squirrel finds a nut. Not the Get Browns. as many picks as you can. Oh, you're right. And uh, Brady you, you'll Quinn. see. Uh, let's go. Brady Quinn, Barkevius Mingo. Uh, who is the wide receiver? Nick Chubb was a second-round pick. That's a hell of a draft pick. One time. Okay. Corey that, Coleman. I mean, that, I understand. Brandon Whedon. You asked that. Miles Garrett is Johnny the all-time football. sack leader. That's pretty good. Johnny Football. Right? So oh, I, you want to bring that up, huh? The more, the more picks you can bring to the table, the more chance you oh. have of eventually getting it right. So you want to bring up Miles Garrett. Yes. Chicago Bears traded veteran pass rusher Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Hefty price tag, but let me tell you this. Last season, Robert Quinn, with the terrible Chicago Bears, had 18 sacks to Miles Garrett, best player in the NFL, 16 sacks. If they How can, old is Robert Quinn? They can trade Robert Quinn. You can trade Miles Garrett. <sighs> Different trajectory for the season. Right? I think. I, uh, do, do you really? He went from where to where? He went from the Bears right. to the Eagles. He's 32 years old. Okay, there's the difference. 32 years old, Bears, no chance of making the playoffs in my opinion. Not a playoff team. Eagles, best record in the league, trying to get better instead of just status quo, staying put. Two right? years ago, he signed a five-year deal worth $70 million as a free agent with the Chicago Bears. He was going to be the corner piece of their, of their defense. And now okay. they're – my only point is this, Kenny. I don't care how old he is. If they're willing to break up that team and start over again, sometimes you have to consider that and start new. And if this is the way, the direction this team is going, then it's pretty lousy they're going in the wrong direction. Here's what I will say, and they will throw it in our face as well, in my opinion. They will tell us this. We really don't know until we have Deshaun Watson out on the field. He can have the domino effect, the ripple effect on this entire team, offense, defense, and special teams. By him being out there on offense, we will possess the ball longer. We will score more points. Therefore, our defense will be off the field more. They won't have to uh, defend uh, for as many points. And the special teams Mm -hmm. will be scoring touchdowns Mm -hmm. instead of field goals, so we don't have to worry about whether they've moved the ball seven yards back or eight yards back to kick a 60-yard field. I've got to tell you something. You're absolutely correct. That's the exact fear that I had going into this season was that when they went into this thing and they thought that maybe the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, was going to be suspended four games, six games, maybe eight games. Goodell started chirping in. He wanted an entire season. They end up settling at 11. I don't think they thought it was going to be that long of a suspension and things would have been better by now. Oh, yes, absolutely. They thought that the run with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback would have been over already after six games. They were for this. I have no inside Intel on this, right? But people that I've talked to that 
talk to members of the Browns and people around the organization felt it was going to be four to mm-hmm. six games, and that's all they would have to play right. Jacoby Brissett for. Well, right. guess what? We're seven games into the season. You're two and five, and he's got four more games to go as your starting quarterback. And it's not good, and he's not a big play guy, and he, he nope. doesn't do – they try to make him play outside of his comfort zone, and that's the wrong way to utilize Jacoby Brissett. You go back and you figure out what happened with the Dallas Cowboys. It was – what was it? Week one or week two, they lose Dak Prescott. They put in this Cooper rush. Everybody thinks, oh, there goes their season. They're still challenging, not only in the NFC East – but maybe yeah. in the entire NFC. And he played well, and they won games with him. But they knew, I think deep down, that Dak Prescott, with a thumb Charlie wasn't going to be gone for 11 games. But yeah. the way that he played, a lot of people thought that maybe that, that rushed Dak Prescott along a little bit quicker because Dak Prescott's thinking in the back of his mind, this kid's going to beat me out. The money they paid Dak Prescott... Cooper Rush was never going to beat him out. He's playing because he's healthy. He's playing because he's QB1. But they were lucky because they found a guy that could manage the team while he was gone. Jacoby Brissett, God love him, can't manage this team. Can't take you down the field and score when you need him. Uh, They can start off, and just like every other week, they can never finish a game. I think a lot of the problem, you know, we didn't even get into this yesterday. The defense, for all intents and purposes, played well Sunday or, or good enough to win. But the offense just doesn't have a spark to it, and especially if you're not going to run. I'm not going to disagree with anything you said right there. Jacoby Brissett, I, what I tell you before this, I didn't like it. They didn't li- I don't like it, Bobby. I don't right. like it. Didn't like him as their choice, but they felt, again, for six games, he could get us to three and three. Uh, and, and no problem. Uh, then we'll bring in Deshaun Watson, and in the remaining, what do they play now? Seven in the remaining eleven weeks. Then Deshaun Watson will go nine and two. We'll win twelve games, and we're going to the Super Bowl. Would That's you have, their thinking. Would you have taken two and five? Uh, no, I think I would have taken two and five if I would have been able to get Deshaun Watson back for Monday Night Football oh, on Halloween for seven versus, games. You mean? Yes. Okay. Would All you right. have taken two and five? I I, I, pre- I think we maybe. thought they were going to be a lot better than two and five at this point. But okay, would you, so that means I would have taken seven and I would have taken two and five. Two and five, that's seven. That means eleven games. So you go uh, how many games? Two and seven. Oh, eleven, ten. Ten games left. So he goes eight and two, and that puts you at ten and seven to try and get in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you you would have rolled with that, I guess, right? Yeah, you had to. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's the crappy Brian. Brian, give me breaking news right now. Oh, I got breaking news. Yeah, give nothing. me some breaking news. This is nothing. Yes, no, this is. Screw the crappy team in town, the Cleveland Browns. Let's give some love where some love is deserved, and that's with the Cleveland Guardians. It has been announced that Guardians president Chris Antonetti has been named Major League Baseball Executive of the Year by the Sporting News today. So congratulations. Oh to Chris Antonetti. Well-deserved. Absolutely. Youngest team in baseball, third lowest payroll in baseball, takes them to the AL, uh, what was it, the ALDS after winning the Central. There's good news right there. There, There's a front office that I question a lot because of the ownership, and they don't spend enough money. But with the shoestring budget, Chris Antonetti and his staff helped the Guardians 
get to Game 5 yeah, against the Yankees in the fine, ALDS. But that season's over, and as you always said, if you're not playing for a championship, then what good is it? Well, we know the Browns aren't playing for a championship. Yeah, but, but there's another team in Cleveland them. that might be playing for a championship, and that might be... Hit it, Brian! Woohoo! Did you watch a game last night? I did watch the game. No AC as the color commentary. He did the halftime and the post game. Yeah, here's what's happening with that. Good source told me that they are going to rotate Mike Fratello, Brad Doherty, and Austin Carr as analysts during the game with John Michael. Mm. And when one isn't there with John Michael, they could be back in the studio with Kaylee Griffin. So they got rid of Jeff Phelps, replaced Jeff with Kaylee Griffin. Now they're rotating uh, studio analysts and game analysts throughout the entire season. I was also told, don't know how how accurate this is, I was also told that Brad Doherty was offered a bigger role than the one he's going to assume this year, and he turned it down because he didn't feel he could do that many games. It's only a matter of time until, in my opinion, he gets offered a network gig. Fratello's already been to a network, but we lose all the AC-isms. We don't get to throw the hammer down. We don't get any of that stuff. We don't get love is in the air. I'll tell you what we did get last last night. What? This is what we talked about yesterday. Evan Mobley reemerging as a threat underneath. I believe he scored 20 points in 34 minutes last night. That's what was missing in the first three games. Now, I realize it's only the Orlando Magic, and they're winless. This team's still trying to find themselves, and my guy started last night. Your guy? Who's your guy? Dean Wade. Oh, that's right. Dino. Yep. Dino did get the stay, and he scored 12 points last night, double digits. He looked good. Tim Elkhorn told us the other day, hey, this guy earned his contract. He's not just a fluke. He's not, you know, the 15th man on this team. He's a viable player in the rotation, starter or coming off the bench. And you know what? He's proven Tim Elkhorn right. Right. He's played pretty well this year. Karis LeVert played well yesterday. Uh, He was shooting the ball extremely well, in my opinion, from three. And, you know, he could also uh, create on his own. And you know what you're going to get from uh, from uh, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the dude's just a beast. The slam that he had, one of the rebounds he had is just amazing. The dude's a leader. Kenny, did you see when they did the opening lineup, when they do the introductions and everything? And I did I don't, not catch that. I don't think this will come into play when Darius Garland gets back. But the good news is this. Donovan Mitchell, obviously, he's a veteran. He's a proven talent. He's a leader on this team. These are the things that we're missing with the Cleveland Browns. When they huddle and in the post-game interview, when they interview Jared Allen, because he balled out too last night, the first people, or first person that he mentions is Donovan Mitchell, and he's a leader, and he's our guy, and I love it. And Donovan Mitchell did not shoot well last night. Uh, he was 5 of 19 from the field, but still had 14 points that's a that's a decent off night right 14 yeah, points take it. eight rebounds four assists in the game you mentioned Jared Allen with a double double 18 and 16 Mobley led with 20 and how about Jetty Osmond continuing a huge spark off the bench yeah. he scored 14 last night so uh, a good team effort Hey, doesn't matter how you win or who you beat, when you beat right. them, just beat them. And they're 3-1, and one and they're near the top of the standings. I know it's early, but still in the Eastern. Hey, they're a hell of a lot better than the 0-4 Los Angeles Lakers, aren't they? Don't talk about the Lakers. Why? Don't you talk about the Lakers because it's not the trade deadline yet. You realize that Jetty Osmond is the second highest scorer on this team right now? Yes, yeah, because Darius Garland's out and, uh, the you know, the varying 
bigs have been up and down as far as point totals this year. So uh, he's been consistent, double digits every game off the bench for the Cavaliers, including last night with 14. So uh, it's fun to watch them down the stretch, and they they got the job done. Uh, it was close. I think they got to with, what, six or something like that? And uh, then uh, I think it was the old-fashioned three-point play from uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, and then uh, Evan Mobley around the basket. So I, I like the balance that this team offers, and I thought J.B. Bickerstaff did a nice job subbing offense for defense last night. So uh, a nice – I'll tell you this much, though. Paulo Bonchero is going to be a player, real. man. The He's number one deal. overall pick. Yeah, he is. Wow, I was impressed with his performance. I saw him opening night, and he went 25-5-5, and and last night he put up 29. As Kenny Rhoda always likes to point out, there's always got to be a scorer on a bad team. Yeah, but I see him at both ends of the floor. Did you see him reject Evan Mobley yesterday? Sure I did. That that tells me, you know, he's more than just volume shooter like Colin Sexton was on this team. I didn't see him stuff Jared Allen. Evan Mobley's only a second-year pro. Well, yeah, but uh, Jared Allen is a center. Uh, Evan Mobley's a 3-4. Mm-hmm. Ponchero's a 3-4. So he matched up against a guy at his position okay. and rejected him at the rim yesterday. Let's see how they end. Well, I'm just saying, he's he's going to be – you've got the other big kid. Uh, who's the, the tall dude from Gonzaga? What was his name? He's out for the year. He hurt his – my foot hurt like hell. I don't know. Uh, Hachimura honest. comes to mind. I don't know. No, the big guy, seven foot two or something like that. And he only played one year there. The other, how about this? That Drew Timmy, I think he's back for his twelfth year at Gonzaga this year. He was on the uh, preseason All American team. So you think he he's is back JT for year number Barrett? twelve? <laughs> or Aaron Kraft? Come on, Drew Timmy. Uh, but the other guy, the tall dude, yeah, he's out for the year. And then uh, Smith with Houston. The, Smith and Bonchero are going to battle for the uh, Rookie of the Year this year. We'll see which one of those two ends up winning it. But, hey, Cavaliers are 3-1. and one. Now, good test for them Friday night. We don't know if Darius Garland will be back for that one. But they are on the road Friday night at Boston. Yeah, that, that's where uh, their next game is. And so we'll see how that, uh, you know, plays out. A good test for them Friday, Sunday against the Knicks. And then Boston comes to town next Wednesday as well. All right, let's get a break in right now. We'll come back. Plenty more of the Kenny and JT show taking you all the way through until 7 o'clock here on News Talk 1480 WHBC. The Roadman and JT on 1480 WHBC.